Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ, therefore, forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Bashed, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. Listen and enjoy this latest episode as Pastor Tim answers your sincere questions. Here's Pastor Tim. On this episode of Bible Bashed, we will be answering the question, why doesn't anyone want to marry me? Uh, Now, when you think about a question like this, uh, this is the kind of question that many people who are unwillingly single for extended periods of time are wrestling with. Uh, They're looking at the stark reality that they have many friends who seem to be uh, getting married. uh, And, you know, often uh, individuals who are unwillingly single are going to find that uh, each new wedding is a source of temptation towards bitterness for them. Uh, But then essentially, uh, one of the conclusions that they may draw from the fact that other people seem to be getting married in a way that they uh, fundamentally aren't is that maybe perhaps they are undesirable in a certain sense or um, they uh, don't really have what it takes to make for a good marriage partner. But then often what will happen is that they'll have friends who will come along and essentially uh, attempt to validate them and encourage them and tell them that they're just amazing and wonderful and perfect just the way that they are. And that, you know, one day Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright will come along and, you know, there's someone for everyone and everything like that. And and essentially the well-meaning friend will um, basically call into question the reality that there are perhaps certain traits that an individual can develop which would fundamentally make them a poor marriage choice. So as you're thinking through scenarios like this, Uh, with individuals who are unwillingly single for long uh, periods of time, there really is no standard advice or counsel that you can give to an individual in that kind of scenario. One of the things that you have to do is you have to look at each scenario along those lines, uh, essentially in a case-by-case basis, and give uh, counsel or advice or some sort of response to an individual along those lines that reflects uh, who they actually are and the uh, basic uh, traits that they have which would either either enhance uh, their marriageability or detract from their marriageability. And it is quite possible that there are many individuals who essentially are making choices that make making choices or engaging in behaviors or have certain traits about them 
which are fundamentally going to re- dramatically reduce uh, the amount of um, uh, potential marriage partners that uh, would be attracted to them. Uh, so, you know, as you think about one of the things that the, uh, that the Bible will tell us at, the, at this kind of point is that essentially that they're... Uh, that human beings are, are responsible before God, and uh, we we don't come all equal. So one one of the lies of egalitarianism essentially is the lie that all human beings are fundamentally equal. But then the Bible does give us a different picture of the of what makes uh, human beings uh, desirable than what we might like uh, for the Bible to say. Uh, so when compared comparing the marriageability of Rachel and Leah. Uh, the Bible describes Rachel as being beautiful in both form and appearance. And then of, of uh, Leah, the Bible says that her eyes are weak. And one of the things that that means is that you know, with the standard individual who is uh, thinking about these issues of attraction, the way that the world thinks about these issues of attraction, uh, typically uh, physical beauty in women is something that the uh, the vast majority of the human race is going to uh, consider to be a um, a uh, mark of attractiveness and something that is eminently uh, desirable, and so it, it is certainly true that the more beautiful a woman actually happens to be, the more potential marriage partners are going to be open to that sort of individual. But then uh, we don't often think about this, but the reverse of that is also true as well. In that, uh, a woman who is exceptionally beautiful often. Uh, because of her beauty does become a source of um, struggle for uh, many insecure men as well because uh, there's uh, there it might be that many men realize that uh, if they attempt to pursue a, a woman who's extremely attractive that they would probably have no chance and so they're going to uh, save themselves the embarrassment of even going and asking and so when you think about a simple trait like physical beauty along those lines because physical beauty is a desirable trait uh, it there you basically can't make any assumptions along those lines uh you know as it relates to an individual uh them being married or not so you can't just look at an individual and say oh well they're not married so they must be unattractive physically because the truth could be that they may be much more attractive than the vast majority of people around them thus uh, resulting in their attractive being uh, their attractiveness being a source of intimidation for others and so it, it could be uh, that's the case it also could be the case that they um are not as physically attractive as other people around them, and so they do not get as much of atten- attention as other people um, uh, around them as it relates to individuals who are simply looking at uh, external, outward, physical elements along those lines. Now, one of the things the Bible tells us is that charm is deceitful and beauty is fading, but a woman that fears the Lord, uh, she will be praised. Uh, the Bible does uh, not um, make physical beauty an absolutely irrelevant uh, feature of attractiveness, but it, then it, it does in some sense try to relativize the importance of physical beauty. And there are a great many women who are beautiful, uh, but uh, they have uh, poor character and essentially uh, would be the kind of uh, women who would make lives fundamentally miserable for a man. And it uh, the Bible says it's better a corner of a rooftop than uh, con- than uh, dwelling with a contentious wife. And so 
you know, the kind of woman who has a contentious character might be the most beautiful woman imaginable, but she's obviously not going to make a good marriage partner. And the sad truth is that there are many young people who really just do not understand these basic uh, truths and have a bit of a naive perspective about what actually makes for a good uh, relationship and a good um, uh, marriage partner in general. The Bible tells us that that uh, uh, like ladies in particular should be pursuing the kind of beauty that comes from a gentle and a quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. And not only is it very precious in God's sight, but then for a godly individual, uh, it's amazing how uh, simple character traits like kindness and uh, gentleness and uh, graciousness and uh, other-centeredness can take an individual who may have a, somewhat of a plain appearance and make them uh, remarkably more attractive than they happen to be. Uh, and, you know, women uh, believe this same sort of thing uh, with men. I mean, there's any number of women who are looking for the kind of character traits that many men simply do not have. And uh, you know, women find the kind of man who will sit there and listen to her patiently and seek to understand her to be intre- incredibly attractive, um, p- particularly women who have uh, experienced the, the bitter fruit that comes from a, a man who has zero to no listening ability as far as that's concerned. And so uh, the, the idea of attractiveness is somewhat complicated uh, as it relates to the subject of physical beauty, but then that certainly does play a factor and certainly does play a role in certain situations. And there is a, the type of individual who essentially will let themselves go and not take care of themselves and not maintain themselves, uh, and then they will have little to no success as it relates to um, uh, pursuing marriage or being a good marriage partner. And um, you know that kind of individual might uh, do well to take some more thought into their physical appearance than they might happen to, to take. I mean, there's no virtue in presenting yourself in the, the worst possible way imaginable or fundamentally letting yourself uh, just go. And, and typically, um, it's not illogical why individuals would be attracted to a person who uh, takes care of themselves because, you know, often uh, an individual who just lets themselves go on the outside uh, shows some kind of... Um, uh, evidence and, and uh, uh, people make certain assumptions about how they're going to take care of more important issues because if they don't even take care of themselves, then they don't have enough uh, self-control or discipline or care about their own self. It might be that they're not going to take care of the more important issues in life. And certainly in the extremes, these things are you know, obviously uh, true. And so an, an individual who has let themselves get completely and totally out of proportion, um, that is the kind of individual that many people essentially are going to look at and, and they're going to say, uh, God didn't make individuals to look like this. And uh, certainly uh, there should be, an individual should be repelled uh, by the kind of individual who, uh, could help it, but essentially is exercising little to no uh, care or concern for how they look. And, and, you know, it's the sad truth that most people, when they get married, they uh, fundamentally, after they secure that relationship, they don't care enough about their spouse or partner to take care of themselves. And certainly that's not a, a mark of attractiveness. And so, you know, as you think through these things, uh, there are physical uh, character trait, f- physical characteristics that do play some uh, role in this kind of discussion, but then the more important uh, character traits are the spiritual uh, character traits. As, as we said, you know, an individual could marry the most physically attractive 
individual that exists, uh, but if that person doesn't have any character, they're going to set themselves up for a miserable uh, marriage. And, you know, the sad truth is that many people don't realize these things until after they do things the hard way and uh, get the person they are physically attracted to, only to realize that they don't have the character necessary for a good relationship. Uh, But then, you know, there might be a great many things that an individual is doing that is making themselves undesirable to members of the opposite sex as it relates to just their own character traits. Uh, so you, you can imagine the kind of, you know, 30-year-old man who's living in at home in his parents' basement, um, unable to work because of his ADD, that kind of thing. You can imagine that that kind of man has not arranged his life in such a way to... Uh, you know, as to make himself attractive to uh, the vast majority of women that exist in the world. And so you, you look at an individual like that, and they have no uh, no ambition in life, they have no plan, they have no direction that they're trying to pursue, uh, they have no goals, they have no tangible leadership, they're not arranging their circumstances and affairs in such a way as to actually be a protector, a provider, a leader, Uh, They're showing little to no mental fortitude, strength, uh, or courage. Uh, These are the kind of things that many people will look and say, hey, this is an individual who hasn't gotten his stuff together uh, enough to be a good marriage partner. And, you know, the same thing is true of women in general. I mean, there is uh, the type of lady who is essentially unwillingly single and essentially filled with bitterness and frustration and annoyance and... uh, short with people, um, antisocial in certain ways, um, uh, fundamentally kind of off-putting, uh, doesn't, uh, you know, have a friendly kind of disposition about her. Uh, so th- there are character traits that ladies can put on, that men can put on, that either make a good marriage partner or uh, traits that individuals can put on that make for a poor marriage uh, partner. Uh, so typically ladies are going to be attracted to me, uh, men who are have some sort of courage and who are in some sense outgoing. Uh, they may not be life of the party outgoing types, uh, but uh, it, you know if you have an individual who's just too afraid to talk to people, too afraid to look at people, uh, too afraid to even um, make any like you know eye contact with someone else or take any sort of initiative as it relates to those kind of things. Uh, these are things that you know make individuals less attractive than other individuals, and, and there's obviously um, that doesn't mean that uh, you know an individual is doomed to you know be perpetually single if they um, have not cultivated the kind of traits necessary to be identified as a good marriage partner. Uh, God can do whatever God wants to do, and God often has a way of. Uh, uh, Forming marriages in the most unlikely ways imaginable, uh, but the truth is that uh, you know, as you think through what makes for good uh, marriage partners in general, uh, you might do well to look at the biblical roles that the Bible gives us as it relates to you know men being protectors, providers, leaders, and then ask yourself, you know, am I uh, putting on the kind of traits necessary? Am I arranging my affairs necessary to? take on these uh, roles and responsibilities in the same way with a wife you know am I putting on the kind of traits necessary to be a um, you know a wife who's characterized uh, by a willingness to uh, obey her husband follow her husband uh, has a gentle and quiet spirit that's very precious in God's kind of sight or am I just this fierce kind of woman who's frustrated all the time and 
basically off-putting and uh, difficult to be around and dif- uh, difficult to talk to or difficult to approach. And so, you know, uh, individuals along those lines, uh, there there might be certain character traits that they're putting off that uh, are the kind of traits that would be off-putting to other individuals. And at the same time, I mean, there's plenty of people who are unwillingly single who essentially, uh, you know, looking at themselves and saying, feeling as if they're just so undesirable because all their friends around them are getting married and they don't seem to be getting married. Uh, but then at the same time, uh, there, you, you know, you ask them, well, you know, what of these individuals that, you know, are getting married, would you actually want to get married? And the, and the answer to that kind of question is that that individual wouldn't want to marry any of them. And that might tell you that that kind of individual is unmarried, not because they are some fundamentally undesirable person, but because they have actual real standards in the world. It may be that they're uh, not able to get married because they're not um, fundamentally sleeping around or engaging in sexual immorality or shamelessly flaunting their appearance around other people and you're living in a world that's fundamentally sexualized in a lot of ways and you're living in a world that is um, uh, fundamentally hostile to godliness and and so it might be that you have traits uh, and convictions and uh, standards that the standard kind of individual doesn't have and you're simply looking at the truth that uh, when you look around you can't find an individual who seems to even remotely be concerned with following God and uh, only entertains uh, shallow and superficial thoughts about God and has little to no understanding of what the Bible actually says or doctrine or anything else. And you're just surrounded by, uh, you, you know, your, your lot that's living in Sodom and you don't know what to do. And so there might be uh, a great many people in that kind of uh, situation and you ought not to make assumptions either way. But, you know, if you are an individual in a person like that's life, um, or if you're an individual who is asking this basic question, you know, why is it that I'm unable to get married? Uh, you might ask friends to actually answer that kind of question and be ready for an answer. Are there traits that you see in me that make for a poor marriage choice? Am I unwillingly single right now because there's things about me that need to change? And you might uh, try to pursue the kind of humility that actually wants to hear an act actual answer to that question and doesn't just get reduced to a you know a blubbering mess of tears by someone actually giving you a real answer and it might be that many of your friends could give you a good answer to those uh, to that kind of question if you were actually open to hearing that the the actual answer to that and it might be that the, them actually answering that question in an honest way for you is a means that God uses to make you uh, easier uh, to be around with members of the opposite sex also so there's no uh, simple answer to this question why is it that you know why am i um why does no one want to marry me i mean the truth might be that there are plenty of people who want to marry you that are intimidated by you uh they might be intimidated by you for good reasons they may be intimidated by you for bad reasons uh they might be intimidated by you because they know that you care more about the lord than them and uh and and that's off-putting to them in a certain sense it might be that you have traits that you need to you know, work on and try to change in order to make for a more desirable marriage partner. It might be that um, there are sins in your life that you're letting go that are obvious to everyone around you, uh, like bitterness and like frustration, like irritation, annoyance, and just depression and you know, worry and fear that are just making you fundamentally a poor marriage choice or a lack of leadership or a lack of strength or a lack of courage. 
Uh, and so uh, there's no simple answer to this kind of question, but it, uh, it is the type of question that individuals should be prayerfully considering, considering and seeking advice and counsel from others to help with. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.